interacting with the same people for the last like you know, 10, 15 years. And uh, we've yeah, never met. Yeah, you're, you're breaking up. You're breaking up again. Never met. Sorry. What about here? Talk again. What about now? I can hear you, but your voice at towards the end of your sentences is, is very garbled. You sound like a like a like a robot, like Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of. Oh no, I'm sorry. We don't want that. We don't. No, it's it's all good. If I mean, if it doesn't work out, um, we could always do the interview in person. Can we do so it on the computer or no? What do you mean? That's that's the way we're doing it now. No, but I'm on my phone. Oh, you're on your phone. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, I thought you I thought you were on your computer. No, was I supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never use Skype for the computer. I have, yeah, but I also use it with phone. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. It's probably better if you're using a, a computer because I'm on my computer right now. I just have all the equipment and the, the the microphone and everything set up to the computer. Oh no, I'm sorry. So, do you want me to just log on Skype on my computer really quick? Yeah, and we could. That'll probably be a lot easier. Yeah, we could do like a little bloopers reel. We'll put this at the beginning of the episode. All right. <laughs> we'll put, we'll put this coming in. Welcome to the Creation Grounds Podcast, where we break down success, habits, and the life of people in creative fields discover how they've gotten to where they are, what they aspire to be, and how you can live your dreams too. Let's get to the show. Hello? Hey, hey, what's up, Glenice? Hi, can you hear me? Oh, much better. It's so much clearer. Okay, perfect. So, welcome to the Creative Scrum Podcast, Glenice. We are excited to have you. Let's start at where you grew up. I grew up in the Dominican Republic and uh, New York. And New York. So in DR, where were you from in DR? I was from the second largest city in the country called Santiago. Santiago. And you found your way to New York. So when did you come to New York and what was that experience like for you? I got to New York in 2001, um, right actually like right before 9-11 happened. Right before? Yes, so like about three weeks before 9-11. Well, that's an introduction to the, to the city. How did you feel about that? It was. Um, it was a little traumatizing, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm sure for everyone. Um, it was just, it gave me a complete different view of uh, New York City and feeling unsafe um, in this new place. So it was definitely an experience to go through. Okay, so you come to New York, the the city of dreams, and you decide to act. Or tell us a story about when you decided to act, uh, or is that just innate within you? Yeah, it's it, it's always been um, kind of in me since I was a kid. I've always been like super creative and artistic, um, and I you know I I always find acting or I always found acting to be so fun. So. I don't know. It's just something that that I I was always interested in doing since I was a kid, and um, you know, one day I, I realized like this is my life, and uh, it's either now or never. So in 2011, I actually quit my job that I went to college for, and I started pursuing a professional acting career. What was that job that you were in before? 
I worked at a domestic violence agency called uh, My Sister's Place, and uh, I worked with teenagers and youth um, in regards to teaching them about uh, healthy relationships. That's very cool. So that um, seems like you're very, or you are, because I, I know you personally, you, you're a very strong individual. So what does uh, strength mean to you, and who defines that for you, and who inspires you? Um, strength is a very interesting word. Um, but, um, well, two of the strongest people I know in my life and, you know, that kind of keep me going and give me strength are my parents. My parents are, you know, two of the most amazing human beings ever created. And, um, they're super supportive, super loving, um, open. I mean, uh, you know, there are very few things that I feel sometimes I can't take to my parents. Probably you know, nothing. I, I've, I've said pretty much everything to my parents. Um, and they're just always there, like, regardless. It's just such an unconditional love and unconditional support. And, you know, that's something that you do need in this acting industry. Um, or in, in general, I think that's, that's pretty across the board. So the strength means you like love and support. I think, you know, there's there's definitely strength in that. Absolutely. In love, right? Yeah, Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about uh, a play that you're doing or that you have done that you're most proud of. Um, well, I think one of the plays, well, so one of the uh, things that I've been involved in that I'm most proud of is um, a show that I'm currently in called Platinos and Collard Greens, which is an off-off-Broadway show, um, but it's been very popular in New York for about, I believe, the last 15 years. Um so that is really exciting for me. And what's that show about? The show is about, it's kind of like a modern day uh, Romeo and Juliet. And um, it's about an African-American guy and a Dominican girl that kind of fall in love. But their families don't really want it to happen. And, um, you know, the, the, the show touches on topics about, like, racism and prejudice and um you know police brutality and hip-hop and uh just all these cultural you know things um that we need to be talking about um so it kind of incorporates that in the show as well and when did you get cast in that what's the story behind that i'll the story behind that is actually uh one of my favorite stories um so Platanos and Collard Greens came to my college back in, like, 2009, I think. And, you know, at that point, I, I had an interest in doing theater. Um, so I really wanted to go see the show, but for some reason, I couldn't, I couldn't end up going to see it. And a whole bunch of my friends went, and they said how amazing it was. And um, so from there, an interest developed in this show. Um, even though I had never seen it. And I always wanted to be a part of it because I believed in its message so much. And um, I would always go online. So this is like throughout the years, I would always go online and check to see if they always had open casting calls. Because what they actually do is they alternate their actors and they, they don't really cast a lot. Um, so the actors that have been on the show have been on the show for like years. So I would always check backstage and all these other places to see if, you know, there was an open casting for Platanos and Collard Greens because I wanted to be on that show. And one day last year, I was um, 
going to work on the bus and I started thinking about Protons and Collard Greens and I was like, you know what? Let me just check online and see if they're having open casting calls. And what would you know that they were? I immediately send my resume and headshot in. And about an hour later, the director of the show, David Lamb, um, emailed me and said that he was interested in meeting up. And I think by the end of the week, I had already had the part in the show. Wow. Wow. And this is currently running? I'm sorry? It's currently running? Yes, it is. Um, right now, they're doing a um, national uh, college tour. So the rest of the cast, uh, most of the time, tours around the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. Because I'm still kind of new, they only have me on local shows. Got it. Um, so, yeah, so I, I wish I could perform a little bit more. But, you know, just even being in the show and having a few performances a year is still such a great experience. <clears throat> and when and when it's in New York, people can come check you out. So that's that's dope. Yeah, absolutely. When did you start creating your own work? Because I, I definitely know how important it is to stay busy um, and and active in your own career. So how did that come to you in terms of creating? I think it's called synchronized productions. Yes, correct. Um, so I'm sorry. So the the question was, how did synchronized <laughs> productions start? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so synchronized productions started in a in an interesting way, um, which is why it's called synchronized productions. Um, we always like to say that our motto is like we move in synchronicity, and basically um, the quick story is that all four of us have kind of been around each other our entire lives, but never really um, ran into each other or interacted with each other. Um, I did have an interaction um, and have known very well one of my business partners, uh, Charlie DeRiano, for many years, um, but I never knew the other two. Um, and then the other two knew each other, but they never really knew us. So it, it's just interesting, but we all came from the same neighborhood, um, and when we all met one night, we all realized how passionate we were and artistic and how... Uh, we actually wanted the same view for the for the future. We had the same view, and we wanted to do the same things for our community. So that's kind of how our production company started. Um, and from there, it's it's been great, and I can't wait to to see the the things that we have to look forward to and that we're gonna do. So you you've definitely been to a couple film festivals with Synchronized. Tell us about your experience at Viva Latino Film Festival and winning the Audience Choice Award. Yeah, um, so the, the Viva Latino Film Festival <clears throat> is a film festival that they do every year here in uh, New York City. And um, it was a great experience. It was actually our first um, Latino Film Festival, which is very important for us because, you know, um, we are Latinos and... Um, that's something that we definitely want to represent and, and put in our films. And it was nice to be received by our community in that way. Um, and it just, as far as winning the, the audience choice, you know, it, it, um, it's great. It, it just makes you see that like, you know, sometimes the ideas that you have, like they count, they matter, they, they change. People listen to what you have to say and, you know, there's no greater feeling than that. And the stories that you want to tell within the scope of la the Latino experience, what kinds of stories do you want to tell within that scope? Or what kinds of projects do you want to produce? 
I think our goal, um, and, and I could speak for myself personally too, our goal is to create media that, um, I, I guess I guess you could say that has more quality, you know, where we're, we're going for more quality versus quantity with, with our work. We want to create work that inspires people, that um, creates a, a a certain level of consciousness, you know, that rises the consciousness of, of society, that makes people think. Um, those are the kind of, of films and things that we want to produce. So are you guys writing anything currently, or you guys find writers, or do you write your own work, or you guys shopping for stories? We're, we're open to anything. Um, you know, we've had people send us their stories um, that, that we read and we like. Um, we currently are writing uh, three different films right now. Um, I am also a writer, so um, that's kind of where a lot of my focus is going to go to in the next, like, two months is writing. And so we're just kind of open to anything. I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, timing and what our resources are and um, what is either, you know, given to us or what we create that we feel like, all right, this is it. We have to put this out next, you know. For sure. And in, in life as well, in, in this, this acting career, there's a lot of hurtful uh, moments or being rejected. I think every person goes through that. I definitely have my fair share. Um, for you, what do you, how do you get past rejection or how do you brush that off for people who need that encouragement or people that want to kind of have, have some way or, or beacon for somebody, somebody, let me, let me rephrase, somebody who is completely new, who might be coming from the Dominican Republic or listening in DR right now, who wants to act, but need a source of inspiration. What would you say to that person? Um, well, you know, I don't think there is just one way to deal with with rejection. Um, I think it's it's an accumulation of of so many things of of you know your support system, your personality, um, all these different things. But something that that I've learned is because I've actually found that I'm super hard on myself. And uh, what I started doing was um, I started viewing myself the way that other people view me. So I kind of, in a way, stepped out of myself and, and saw myself from the outside in, in the sense that if, if I had a friend that was, let's say, you know, going on auditions and just wasn't doing well, I wouldn't look at my friend and say, you know, you're not getting work because you suck. I would look at them and say, keep going. You're doing what you can. You're doing the best that you can. You know, you're, you're doing all right. You're doing great. And um, I started doing that with myself because what I noticed is that, you know, when you get rejected a lot and you hear no, you really think it's you. And sometimes it is you, but most of the time it's not. It's just, you know, you're not their type. You're not their fit. And we take those things really personally, and we really shouldn't, um, especially in this business. I mean, because you're going to hear it a lot. So I think that a lot of it is, you know, grounding yourself, um, so, you know, having that great support system that pulls you through, um, but also realizing that, you know, you're doing the best that you can and you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. And, um, you know, rejection isn't always a bad thing. I mean, you know, 
You'll, it helps you grow. Yeah, exactly. It helps you grow, and you hear a million no's, but when you finally hear that one yes, it's like the best yes you'll ever hear in your life. That's all you need. That's all you need, that one yes. So what is a resource, uh, a song, or a book that you turn to to stay empowered? Do you have anything specifically, or you just kind of like go to that thing where you look from the outside in? Is that what it is for you? Um, I definitely have books and um, music. I love music. I love, love, love music. Um, Who are you listening to nowadays? Oh, God. You're you a Drake fan. I know it. You're a Drake fan. That's you your know, boo, I know. <laughs> I, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I kind of I kinda do like, like Drake. Um, he's dope. He's dope. Yeah, I, I didn't like his comment about the, the whole depression with the Kid Cudi thing. But... Um, other than that, I, I, I do like him. Um, but I, I do like to listen to music. You know what's interesting? I like to listen to music that reminds me of movie trailers. <laughs> so, I'm the, yo, yo bruh, I, I do the same thing. Is that the same thing? It's true. Weird? It's true. That, um, the, the epic, like, no, 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 I listen to that sometimes when I'm working out or something. So you're not the only one. Okay, yeah. So I, I listen <laughs> yeah. to a lot of that. Um, yeah. And I listen to, like, a lot of, like, Deepak Chopra to meditate and kind of keep me grounded. And a few other people, like Doreen Virtue, um, Wayne Dyer. Um, so those are kind of people that I turn to when I feel like my life is crazy. That's dope. And um, for synchronized productions, because you know you said that there's uh, writers that sometimes submit stories. How would people submit anything to you, or projects, or ideas, or is there any openings for people to become involved in that, in terms of like uh, like interns or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you if you want to send us something, um, you can always reach us at our email, which is synchropro4 at gmail dot com. And um, you can also hit us up on Facebook or, you know, on IG. Um, and you can find us on Facebook at Synchronized Productions LLC. And eventually, um, because we're just kind of still fresh, um, it is just the four of us. And we're trying to, even though we do kind of collaborate with other people, um, but eventually the goal is to have interns and actually have like a summer program for teens next year. And... Um, you know, have interns that, that help us and that are interested in writing and just sparking that creativity. Um, so those are all things that are that we're hoping to do um, and also hoping to hire some people in the future as well. <laughs> and for for your own personal craft, are you taking classes anywhere or doing anything with that to stay, stay sharp? Heck yeah. Um, I am doing an amazing class that I am obsessed with. And it, um, it's at the studio called Maria Somas Studio. And Maria Somas is, to me, one of the most amazing acting teachers that I have met in New York City. Um, and what she does is she teaches the Chutbuck technique, which is created by Ivana Chutbuck in L.A. And Maria is the only uh, person that is certified to teach this technique in New York City, and I am obsessed with it, and I'm obsessed with Maria, and I love my class. How do people get involved in that? Are there openings for the class? Absolutely. Um, there are openings for the class, and um, 
so we actually begged her to to extend the class because we were all so obsessed with it. Um, classes usually start now from October to June. We have a big showcase for the master class in uh, the first week of June, I believe, or the second. Um, but there is also a beginner's class that's on Monday nights from 7.30 to 10.30, and that's at the Producers Club in, uh, I believe, 44th Street between 9th and 8th Avenue. And you can always, uh, I believe, Google her and um, find her email and email her and let her know you're interested in coming to class and you want to try out for it. Um, and her name is uh, Maria, and then her last name is Somas, which is P-S-O-M-A-S. Dope. Dope, Gwenice. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. I wish you the best for your production company and for your class and, and your career. Aaron, thank you. Thanks for having me, and I wish you the same as well. All right. Talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of The Creation Ground. I'm your host, Aaron Lloyd. Be sure to check out our Instagram for future and previous guest info, and check out our YouTube channel in the show notes below. Email us with any suggestions at thecreationgrounds at gmail.com. And if you got something out of this, I'd really appreciate if you spread the word and the love. Until next time, this is Aaron Lloyd telling you that the sky is the limit. Stay creative.